When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. to the Kansas City Chiefs dating all the way back to November 15th, 2015. The Denver Broncos have finally done it. They take down the Kansas City Chiefs. They score 17 points off Chiefs turnovers. And it's over, you guys. 24 to 9, the final score at Powerfield of Mile High. Todd, when was the last time you felt this good? Man, it's been a long time, especially watching the Broncos, man. Uh, the streak is over. The streak is over. Ooh, the bye bye. That's my that's my inner KRS one coming out because I feel so good about this win, man. It feels great to see the Broncos get a win against the Chiefs. Twelve thousand two hundred and eighty-one no shows. Over twelve thousand people decided that they wanted to stay home rather than watch the Broncos beat the Chiefs today. Huge mistake. Big. Yep. Huge. <laughs> I mean. Oh, my gosh. I have to assume that you guys are regretting that decision. I guess you got to watch this in the comfort of your own home today, but there's nothing better than being there. Somebody who wasn't able to be there today but watched from the comfort of their hotel room is joining us here right off the top. The NFL Network's James Palmer. Jimmy Palm Trees. Nobody <laughs> expected it. My guy. You're- this is wild, guys. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Wild. I, I go back to, I was on the radio in Kansas City on Friday, and I was asked the question, is this a trap game, James, for the Chiefs? Yeah. And I'm pretty proud of my answer. I was like, no, I don't think it's a trap game. I think the Broncos can legitimately beat the Chiefs. Like, not like we're going to, like a gotcha thing, right, Todd? It was like, no, if they play the right game, and if they get some timely turnovers, they can beat the Chiefs. That's exactly what ended up happening. And uh, in that same conversation, I said, watch out for Baron Browning. I'm, I'm really tooting my own horn here, guys. Yeah, like, you are. Jeez. My, not, but I, he was kind of like, Todd, you know you need those players, right, that are just 
like sp- they can make splash plays. Yeah. I mean, I'm in I'm in Pittsburgh right now where I covered the Jags and, and and Steelers game. That defense with the Steelers has been struggling, but they've made splash plays and turnovers with with splash plays by a guy named TJ Watt. I'm not saying Baron Browning's TJ Watt. I'm saying when you have players that have the athletic ability to make splash plays, yeah. it changes your defense. Nothing against else, but he has the athletic ability to go and be relentless after Patrick Mahomes. That, to me, was huge. The motor that he had, the speed that he has on the edge, the ability to get around a tackle and make game-changing plays. And they needed those, and they got them. This was this was a well-coached game, by the way. I, I have to say that. This was a really well-coached game when you're probably not as talented as the other team, and you can go out and have a performance like this. Yeah, he looked really good, and I was excited to have him back because he is such a dominant force uh, for that defense. I mean, the, the Broncos have five turnovers today. As you sat back and watched the game from the four-season suite that you're in, <laughs> how did, <laughs> when's the last time you seen the Broncos defense look this good? First off, Todd, do you see the popcorn ceiling above me? <laughs> this, is four seasons. this is like a 1975 Weston, I think I'm in. Uh, down <laughs> but listen, this defense, I, 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 I was one of these people that was hearing around the league like, Hey, that after that Thursday game in Kansas City, are they going to make a change in mm-hmm. terms of a defense? And I think everybody's sitting here going, this team is now playing within the framework of the scheme that, Todd, you and I have talked on the show multiple times about that has been a blend, in a sense, by Vance mm-hmm. Joseph. And I think guys actually know their role. And that usually is the biggest part of creating turnovers, right? Being in the spot that you're supposed to be in. Giving yourself an opportunity to make a play by being where you're supposed to be. Like yep. that that's the battle. You know, like it's like old school basketball, right? Your coach yep. you're like, "Coach, why do you keep telling me to keep my hands out all the time when I'm on defense?" Like this is moronic. And then the ball just goes off. Like yeah. <laughs> being in place is huge. And I think they're starting to understand how to play within this defense. And I and I think that was honestly the most fun part of watching this game is that they had a plan and they were able to go out and execute it. JP, on the offensive side of the ball, this team went out and put up points up against one of the best defenses in the league. Chiefs were averaging 15 points per game heading into this one. And we saw what this Broncos offense was able to do against those guys today. What worked? I mean, I feel like it's obvious. The run game, they pounded the rock like we've been saying over and over again. But what else did you see really clicking for this team? I don't know if there was anything else to see. I mean, that was essentially that was that was the offense. They ran the football, which yep. does what? I mean, look at the let's look at the time of possession here. They win the time of possession 47 to twenty six thirteen. That's huge because yep. you keep Patrick Mahomes off the field. I thought in the second half, Todd, and I'm curious from a defender standpoint. I haven't seen this from the Broncos this year, where they were starting to break that will on defense a little bit by the way they were running the football. And why did they go get Mike McGlinchey? Ben Powers, like they were never known as pass blockers. They're known as run graders. Like that's what they did. And they started getting down, downhill in a sense. And then you have your quarterback, Lexus, go make plays in the red zone. Like that's what we were looking for. I, To me, the play where Russ steps up and finds Cortland Sutton in the corner of the end zone yep. was the play that we saw repeatedly for a decade in Seattle and haven't seen it in Denver. Like that play right there was like, the play when you're a football fan watching all the primetime games Russ would play in Seattle going, those are the plays that Russ breaks you on, right? Like breaking the pocket and finding a guy in the end zone. We haven't seen that in Denver. That play was a Russ play from Seattle when he was at his prime. Hopefully we see more. 
but running the football was obviously the biggest part of this whole thing. Yeah, one hundred percent. When they run, when they run the football well, they're able to dictate. I feel like what the defense can play. Yeah. I think you saw a lot more man to man, which caused for Cortland to be open. Then it caused for Jerry to be, Judy to be one on one for Cortland to get holding pit on these down the field. They can't guard these guys one on one because the run game is working so well. With a dominant game like this, do you think? Are you a believer now? Are you feeling like the season has <laughs> turned around? Is this like the step in the right direction that we needed? Now we can go undefeated the rest of the year. How are you feeling about these Denver Broncos? Todd, I'm feeling the way – remember we had this conversation on Wednesday? It was yeah. like, I think this changes the perception the whole season. I think it really does. That's what we were talking about coming into this game. I, I don't want to say I don't care what happens the rest of the year, but I think this is one of those marquee wins you look back on going like, okay, this is why you went and got Sean Payton. Yeah. This is why you wanted to move forward with a new coaching staff after last season. You needed – those signature moments. Yeah. I think this is one of the moments that happens. Obviously, it's very early, but we talked in that in that show. I think this is, honestly changes your your plans at the trade deadline on Tuesday. I really do. I don't know how you would go into your bye week and and, and on this two game winning streak. Your defense. What were they? Give? I think they were giving up thirty over thirty six points a game yep. through the first what four weeks, and in the last two games they gave up thirty six points total. Like they, they've turned corner over these last three games now because you tack this one in as well where they only give up nine. I think it changes your, your thought process a little bit come the trade deadline. doesn't mean they won't make a move, but I think their perception of what they want to do now has changed dramatically. You know, I saw somebody earlier today, they tweeted out, hey, for those of you who wanted uh, VJ to move on, well, you might get your wish next year because the past few games, I mean, he's playing for a head coaching role right now <laughs> or the way that he's calling the, these games here for the defense. So... I mean, overall, just can look back on these last three games and what the Broncos are starting to string together. It's safe to say this defense has turned the corner. There's something about, yeah, holding the uh, the Chiefs to 19 points in week six. And they said, hold my beer, held them to nine here today. I think things have officially clicked for that group. What, what's happened, Alexis, is is this is what we talked about when Sean Payton came in. It was it was hey, this is what he's going to do. He's going to limit the amount of plays Russ has to make on his own. Yeah. What did Sean say? Take him off the high dive, right? And make mm -hmm. sure that you set him up to succeed with everything around him, with a good defense, a good running game. And the other thing we haven't mentioned is solid special teams, which yeah. all of those things in this game, and you were able to let Russ go make some plays when he had to, not make plays, throughout the game and put the offense on his shoulders. I don't think at any point the offense was on Russ's shoulders in this entire game because he was able to play it off of three backs. I think that's the other part. Remember when he brought in Samaje P. Ryan, beginning of free agency, and we're like, more two-back sets? They're going to run the football at, at will. And now we saw all three backs running the football. This, for me, also was the first time I've really seen some of that. We're back. Lost a little power here. I would think that we were connected to Club Dub at Empower Field at Mile High right now with how much energy. And, of course, we're break, we're blowing breakers around here because it too is just too, it's much. too much. It's too much good it's energy. too much. And we have James Palmer still with us. JP, before we let you go officially, just want to get your final thoughts on a win like this and what this means for the Denver Broncos moving forward. Yeah, guys, first off, when I froze, I thought it was the Internet here at the 1975 <laughs> downtown Pittsburgh. But, <laughs> it wouldn't shock us. And I was all nervous that I caused this whole problem from this – crappy hotel um well, honestly I, what, what jumps out at me the most about this win like i said i think it transforms your season i'm not saying it makes you a playoff team i'm not saying it does anything but what you also get to do is you get to enjoy this 
for two weeks yep. and you get to yeah. use it two weeks with the buy. So I think the timing of it is big that you played them two weeks ago and played well. And then you were as a defense able to play even better the second time around. I think that shows me uh, as well that you, you learn from what happened in the first game and you improved on it against one of the best teams in all, in all of football. And I also see that, that maybe Russ got a little something back. I mean, I, I, the energy was just noticeable sideline and, and i think that part stands out to me as well and that he didn't hurt himself yes he took six sacks but like right todd like they didn't they didn't hurt themselves with turnovers like yeah. it, okay take the sack yeah. you know find a way then play good special teams and 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 pin them back down and, and and do things like that to where if if you play good defense and you run the football well which is all the stuff we said this offseason we just hadn't seen it this year you make life easier on Russ, and Russ can play better. And and I think this was a great moment for the staff and a great moment for, honestly, all of Broncos fans and Bronco country. Like, just because of getting over this hump was so big, and it was something that, you know, Mahomes has never lost to the Broncos in his career. I've covered majority of those games. And so, yeah, it's it means a lot, and that you get a chance to carry it for two weeks, I think right. might mean even Safe to say that – um Patrick Mahomes, his flu game looked That's absolutely good. nothing. Looks absolutely nothing like MJ's, right? Yeah. No, no. <laughs> I heard that fever last night, but sorry. You heard it was nasty. Yeah, he was. He was really sick. But hey, that, hey <laughs> you gotta go out there and play, bro. Hey. You gotta play. Yeah. If you're on the field, man, you gotta step up and play. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. You were on the injury report. You had the decision that you could make. Hey, I'm I'm not good to go. If you're not good, if it, if you're a liability for your team on the field, then you need to not play in that game and. And who knows? Maybe we're talking about beating the Chiefs up against their backup. But the Broncos beat Patrick Mahomes, and I swear, no, if I hear Mahomes. a single, if I hear a single person put an asterisk on this win for the Broncos, like you're not a fan. You're not a real fan. This this team did it today, and they did it uh, in dominant fashion. James, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Uh, enjoy yeah. your time at the 1976, uh, wherever the hell you are. Yeah, it's. Uh, I got a meeting coming up here. I'll probably hit the sheets pretty quick. Got to get back to Denver and enjoy this uh, win with the rest of you guys. I'll be back tomorrow morning. Yeah, All we right, can't wait. Back. Thanks so much, JP. We'll talk yeah. to you soon. Take it easy. <sighs> what a win. That what was huge. Win. That was huge. And like he said, I think um, anybody that had lost hope in yep. that locker room or lost faith, everybody's back bought in. They got two weeks to kind of like live off the hype of this. Yep. Um, and I think everybody's back drinking the Kool-Aid now. Um, and having faith in Sean, having faith in Russ, and really with this team, I think they're on the right path um, as a team. I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl yeah, or the right. playoffs, but as a team, I think they're backballed in. Yeah, I think heading into this game, they had, what, a 10%-ish shot of making the playoffs, and obviously that percentage goes up so much right now, but, I mean, maybe not so much, but you know what I mean. Um, it's just nice to s for these guys. These guys, they come in day in, day out. They put in the work, and they just weren't seeing the results. And I think for anybody to expect, you know, within the first six, seven, eight weeks for a team to really start clicking with a new head coach, an entirely new staff, like, I feel like there are times where you just have to kind of think, like, hey, like, what if you were a part of a big transition like this, right? Mm -hmm. Like it might take a minute for things to really start clicking. And, you know, I don't want to say that the offense has obviously found their stride. They need to start putting things together. I think a win when they come back over the bills yep. will really say something. Um, but this is something that I just, I want fans, the team, everyone to just like take a minute. I don't care what you think about tanking. I don't care what you think about the draft. I don't care about it. Just like 
close your eyes and just like soak this moment up because a seven, if we were talking about a 17 game losing streak uh-huh. to the Chiefs throughout the rest of the season and all next year, like it's over. Thank God it's over. We don't have to hear that anymore. Yeah, I, I'm so grateful for that. And I understand what everybody was thinking. I mean, like, I've been through growing, growing pains as a player and watched yep. them plenty of times. I've never seen growing pains that bad, though. Yeah. Like, the defense was really bad. The offense was mm. terrible. Um, they were just going out there and getting beaten. Um, I wouldn't even say they were losing games. Like, people were just physically dominating them. Yep. And this is the first time I feel like we've seen the Broncos on offense and defense come to a game and dominate 100% of the time. And my, my biggest takeaway was that second half. When the yep. Broncos offense was able to go down there and score, mm-hmm. like that's something we didn't have any game yep. throughout the entire season in the second half. We always sputtered out. We always, you know, maybe we'd get four or five plays into the set the second half and then kind of just like die after that. Yep. So I was happy to see them put together on offense. And it started with running the ball, man. They did such a great job doing it. Um, those three backs, I mean, I think we should run the ball. 90% of the time, 99% of the time. It really is a three-headed monster, and to not be tapping into that. Javante Williams, yep. let's just take a moment. He looked like himself. This was pre-knee injury Javante. I think he is at his peak form. He's His confidence is back, and it was exactly what – I mean, I have a feeling a guy like Javante Williams, when he's playing like that, running that hard – I mean, yep. he's firing up Samaje. He's firing up Jaleel. Like, they know what they've got when all three of those guys are at 100%. Yep. And they were here today, and they're a massive, massive reason why this team won this game. 100%. I think, um, like I said earlier, they were able to run the ball so well that it dictated the game. They were yep. able to have the time of possession. They were able to force Kansas City into man-on-man, which I feel like the Broncos do a great job defeating man-on-man when you go man versus uh, they're wide receivers. Yep. And those running backs, man, I think you loaded the box. It was so many times it should have been a tackle for loss, and they just make plays. They break tackles. Uh, Jalil, you can't you can't get a hand on them. Um, you know, they're a really talented group. When they have the ball in their hands, man, I'm always happy to see those guys running. Total first downs. Broncos had 19 today. 10 rushing the football. That is exactly what you want to see. Let me see the total numbers here. 153 rushing yards, 40 attempts. We always say like kind of that number between like 25, 28, like 30 would be really, really good. 40. I mean, I don't want to say that Joe Lombardi and Sean Payton and the whole offensive staff has been, you know, listening to the podcast to the, I don't want to say even just the podcast. I think they've been watching because I feel like they do every, this is the first game they put all together. Everything that we've said they've done. And they got a huge win, so yep. they might be they might be tuned in right now. I think they're listening. I definitely think they're absolutely listening. Um, also on the defensive side of the ball, I know we're kind of all over the place, but I just want to give a shout-out to Jaquan McMillan. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a guy who made his debut to the world today. Um, just ever since – East St. Bassey waved – obviously because of the way that Jaquan was playing and they had all the faith in him. And he came out here today and he had one of the best games by a Broncos defensive back since Champ Bailey. Mm. Um, Tyler Gores put out some really great statistics. Let me show you, or at least read these off. McMillan, three tackles for loss at KC, 10-12, so week six. Um, he's the first Broncos corner since Champ Bailey in 2004 to have two or more tackles for loss in multiple games of a season. I think he had... Two or three here today. He had the pick on Mahomes. J-Mac was absolutely balling. 
And he has been ever since the Broncos decided that they wanted to lean on him. Yeah, I think when you're talking about being in the same company as Champ Bailey in any regard, yeah. uh, that's phenomenal. I mean, that's a Hall of Fame player, one of the best Broncos to ever put on a jersey. So shout out to him. I think he's playing playing great. I mean, you had that interception, the tackle on Mahomes, and then on back-to-back plays, it's third and two for the Chiefs, and then he has a tackle for loss on McKinnon uh, to force a field goal for the Chiefs. I mean, absolute standout player. There's no – I mean, everyone was – prepared today yeah um and no one looked no one looks slow i think that's something that we were talking about like earlier in the year like man like why does this defense just looks like they're getting beat physically like they're yep. just not there or maybe they're getting beat a little mentally too like today the the mental part of the game the physical part of the game everything came together i'm just i'm beyond myself i'm so excited yeah they feel comfortable in this system i mean they're playing really well seems like they know their assignments mm-hmm. and they're executing well. And I think when you do that, um, you're allowed to play fast. When you know your job and just able to go out there and execute it at a high level, it yeah. looks fast. It looks crisp. Um, and I talked about it last week, how it led to big hits mm-hmm. uh, because they got there f- early and they knew their assignment. I think now they know it so well that it's leading to interceptions. Yeah. Justin Simmons' interception, um, McMillan's interception. It's because they know their job so well, they're able to execute at a high level and be there. Uh, before the even the quarterback even knows they're supposed to be there. So I think that's what we're seeing. Something I noticed today, too, is that there were three players who started on defense today that didn't start week six against the Chiefs. And guys that we didn't really see much of early on in the year, of course, being Baron Browning, Fabian Moreau, and P.J. Locke. This defense, you guys can correct me in the comments if you think I'm wrong. This defense looks better with those three guys starting. And playing and seeing all the snaps. And Fabian Moreau won. I thought that call on him was bull, mm-hmm. by the way. That was like the weakest penalty called on Fabian Moreau today. I just The I hate, one where he was, uh, they said he held Travis Kelsey? Yeah. Yeah, that was that trash. That didn't happen. That, that was, was absolute trash. Because um, that one canceled out the jewel sack, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I hate to see it. But overall, everybody knows I'm the biggest K-Jack fan. Mm-hmm. Is there a chance that maybe this Denver defense looks a little bit better with PJ Locke out there? Ooh, that's a hot take. Hot take. Um, I don't know. I think it's better leadership in his presence. The defense had been trending in this direction to where they could put together, you know, a solid game. So I think with him, um, they they would look just as good. I can't say that PJ is necessarily the number one driving force for them looking so much better today. I think it's a lot of guys out there playing well. I think k would have done so in this time. Well, let's ask the Super Bowl 50 champion, Derek Wolf, what he thinks about what he saw out there today, including the play of P.J. Locke and this entire Denver defense. Derek, I think it's safe to say that we are all eating our words after the <laughs> pregame show, after this entire week of coverage. Broncos come up with a huge win over the Chiefs. Just what, What's your initial reaction here? Uh, you know, can you guys hear me? Yeah. Am I good? All right. Sorry, I can't hear myself in my headphones for some reason. But um, anyways, it's exactly what we said, Todd. What did we say? They got to they gotta make more big plays than the Kansas City yep. Chiefs do. And T-Swift didn't show up, so Travis didn't play great. <laughs> yep. So, I mean, it was just a – it was like the team – It was a, that's how a team wins, right? They play as a team. All these, all these big plays feeding off of each other um, – Pressure creating uh, interceptions. So Mahomes threw two interceptions. 
Uh, there was two fumbles, and then uh, then you had the, the special teams play. The biggest thing that people aren't going to talk about in this game is the, the special teams play. Yeah. Their coverage, the coverage teams for the Broncos played phenomenal, better than I've seen in the last seven, eight years, honestly. Because that used to be, you know what, that that's one of the most important things on a football team is yep. your ability to cover punts and uh, kickoffs and not let them get to, that's hidden yardage that people don't think about, but it's a big deal. Yeah, because I would say that the Chiefs were starting to turn the game around um, right at that muff point situation. Um, they had just mm-hmm. stopped the Broncos on offense. They were starting to get things going on their offense. And it was 14-9. And against the Chiefs, I don't think a five-point no. lead is enough to really no. you know, take a deep breath with. Uh, what did you see from them guys up front? I think Zach Allen had a pretty good game tonight. He had a couple tackles for loss. I felt like the D-line played a, a little bit better tonight. Did you see that as well? Yeah, I mean, they, they controlled the line of scrimmage. Yep. That's, that's what they were doing. And the pressure on the quarterback was excellent. You know they were they were on him the whole game. I mean, you saw. Did you see how defeated he looked at the end of that game? Yeah. His he was his hand his little soft hands were bleeding. <laughs> you know what I mean, he's like, oh, they hit me. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I thought I thought I liked the way the refs called the game. You know, there was a couple calls that were like, ah, they're trying to they're trying to swing it, it seems. But at the end of the day, they I, I like the way the refs called the game. And man, it just was, it felt good to see him go down finally. Cause it, it's been so long to, you know, 2015, September. So like the beginning of that season, of that Super yep. Bowl season is the last time we beat them and to never even beat Patrick Mahomes. And you know how many times we were close, right? Like yep. we just yeah. were like three point game, six point game, seven point game, like just right there. But they would just make more big plays than us, you know, like right at the end of the game, him and Travis would connect on some, on some goofy stuff that, you know, you can't really plan for. So it's it's just man, it feels really good. I'm really happy for those guys. Um, you know, I, I loved the way they played. They just played lights out from from start to finish. They never they never like took their foot off the gas either. You know, they just kept on them. Yeah, I think that's maybe a, a huge takeaway is just all three phases really coming together today. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Drew Sanders for being there on that muff punt. But even early on in the game, I mean we saw how special teams can influence things. And, you know, you force a three and out. Uh, Marvin Mims, was it Marvin Mims who came out and had the great return Mm -hmm. to start the game, puts the offense in great position. They score on their first drive. It's now 37 points scored on their first offensive drive of the game this season. It's best for second in the league right now. And I just think that when all three phases are working, I have to assume, Derek, tell me, on the sideline, when when it's clicking for everyone, has to feel pretty good. Oh, yeah. You feed off of each other. You know, offense yeah. right. feeds off of the defense. Defense feeds off the offense. And their special teams – special teams is huge because it creates momentum for whoever they're sending out there. You know, if they go down there and cover uh, a kick and, and, and push him back even further and give us great field position on defense, we're just as much uh, as fired up as they are, you know, because we know we're going to have good field position. So everybody feeds off of each other. Um, for too long, for too long, we, we had to kind of, we had a great defense, but our offense just we couldn't get it together. Right. So for that, cre- I don't care who you are. It's human nature to start to like resent, you know, yeah. resent yeah. is just a, you start feeling resentment towards the, the offense. Cause you're like, you know, we're playing, you know, instead of playing 45 snaps a game, I got to play 65 snaps a game. Yeah. So now, you know, now you're like, you know, you're taking years off my life. <laughs> you know, hold on to the ball, you know, and they did, they did a good job. You know, I thought Russ played a good complete game. He didn't make it about him. You know, they ran the ball well. Um, sorry, but this, uh, what's the, the running back from Youngstown State? Jaleel. Jaleel. McLaughlin. Dude, this, 
this guy can play. Yeah, he's talented, man. They they have a great. I love their backfield right now, and their offensive line's playing good football. Yeah, um, you know that's a great. They, they have a. They had five sacks or the five or six sacks that Chiefs uh-huh. did, but you know, at, the, at those were all. I think a lot of those are coverage sacks. Yeah. You know, yeah. they weren't just like beating anybody at the line of scrimmage, or it was like you know, uh, they won on the they won on a couple pass rush games. But it was I thought one on one the offensive line was doing really good at, at holding the point, giving Russ enough time to get out of the pocket and move it. And, Man, I just uh, that that's the first complete game that I've seen them play in a long time, and it and it just made me happy. Yeah, they really play well, man. You talked about the offensive line. Um, I thought they ran the ball, and they're they're built to run the ball. So I don't yeah. really I don't really like get harp on them when they don't pass protect well because I don't think they're great pass protectors, but they can for damn sure run the ball. Uh, you talked a little about a little bit about resentment for the offense at times. We were there, man. I feel like me and you went through it all <laughs> when we feel like mm-hmm. we're playing well and the offense isn't stepping up. So um, for the offense to step up this way and the defense to play so well today, I think it was just a complete game. So I was happy to see that. I wish we would have had a little bit more of that. So we would have cut capitalized on it, you know, <laughs> after the Super Bowl. Of course, we had it during the Super Bowl. But um, I know we would have loved being out there for that. Yeah, that would have been fun just to get a win against Kansas City either way. Yeah. You know, you know the, the way that um, – the way they ran the football, like you said, man, it's just – it's something they haven't been able to do in a long time, just yeah. really control the clock with the run game. You know, to be able to get five, six yards of carry, you know, all the way – I mean, uh, Javante had a, an unbelievable game. You know, he had yeah. this – it's not going to look as good as it should be because he had those two negative plays right there at the end of the game that didn't really matter, you know. But they get, they went down there and they got their first downs to, to end the game there. And it's just, you know, I mean, phenomenal performance by those guys. Yeah. And it's – I, I, it, they could finally get that taste of that uh, Miami game out of their mouth. Man. Because I, I know that was just lingering because that was just disgusting. You know what I mean? So the defense, you know, VJ got that defense together. Great coach. He coached a great, an unbelievable game. So, and I think that's – people forget that, like, how important coaching and scheme is. When you're playing with, like, the, the highest level of, of athletes, you know, the best of the best, there's – the margin for error is so small that the coaching yep. can make a big difference. And what kind of position you got your guys in can make a huge difference. So they didn't they didn't beat themselves today. They didn't get out coached. And that was awesome to see. Yeah. Speaking of coaching, what really stood out to you as far as how VJ called this game for the defense? We can get to the offense here in a second, but specifically defensively, what really impressed you by the way? I mean, they were able to hold the Chiefs to nine points. I mean, I feel like they just there wasn't any t- there wasn't any times where like I was like, why did he call that? You know, uh-huh. what was that? You know, why would he, why would he call that? What was his thinking there? It felt like he just, he was on a roll. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he had their number today. So he had them and he had them right where he wanted them. And he was able to kind of predict what kind of things they were going to do. And, you know, he called it, he called a perfect game. Honestly, in my opinion, you got, if you can hold that, that offense to under 300 yards and zero touchdowns and hold them to three yeah. field goals. I mean, that's yeah. a, a great football game. And what you said, Todd, in pregame, you said something about uh, the Chiefs in the red zone. Yep. And, and what, what were they in the red zone? They yeah. were 0 for 3. 0 for 3. 0 for 3. Yep. yep. And that's that's where that's where it counts. If you, they could, I don't care how how they get down. If they get down there and you hold them to a field goal, that's a win. Absolutely. And then the and then in the second half, they only had the they had the ball what seven seven plays. Yeah. Like seven plays or something like that. They Time actually matter. Baby. Yep, and that's how you win football games against a, a, a high-powered offense like that. Yeah, you know this is actually an interesting point. Somebody just said VJ simplified the defense three weeks ago, and 
And look what we've seen ever since. I mean, these guys coming out, they're not overthinking, and they're able to just play their brand of football. And it feels like we're back. It feels, it definitely feels like we're back playing the way we need to. Um, and when you know your job and can execute at a high level, Wolf, you could talk about this, is very different from the first couple of weeks when it felt like guys were trying to get an understanding for VJ and what he wanted to do. Now it feels like guys understand why VJ is calling what he's calling, and they're putting themselves in the best position to execute that play. Not every play is going to be called against every defense, but if I know, okay, we're in third and five, they like to run, uh, you know, mesh routes here. Okay, he's calling this play for that. I'm going to set myself up to handle this crosser. It's much different than trying to think on your heels and not understanding what's going on and still trying to understand your job. Yeah. Especially against this kind of offense that yep. they can do so much out of every package. You know, they can run they can run the same kind of plays out of 11 and 12 personnel that most teams can't do that. You know what I mean? Like, you, you know what you're going to get. Yep. Like, at the beginning of the week, especially when you play against a team so many times and coach against the coach so many times, you know what kind of plays they're going to run in certain situations and down and distances. So it opens it up to, for, um, you know, there, there's a huge question mark there. So if you simplify the defense and it's just do your job, here's your job, all right? Whatever happens, you've got to make sure you stop whatever comes in this gap, right? you got the B gap. you got the C gap. And you got this guy if he comes to the flat. You know, it's just like everybody does their job and good things are going to happen. And that's what I saw today. I saw everybody doing their job and then some. Yeah, yeah for sure. Hey, really quick, we got to get to a couple uh, shout outs to some of our really great friends and sponsors. Uh, Derek, if you'd like to stay on, we'd love to have you. Totally understand if you want to jump off while we rip through some of this stuff. But I know you can't see the chat real quick, but everybody's showing you a lot of love, man. So much They're love. Loving, <laughs> having you I appreciate on, it, guys. So I appreciate you coming through, man, once again. Yeah. We yep. had them on the pre yep. and the post game show. That's two shows in one day. Man, shout never, out to you, man. We appreciate you, man. We've never had two call-ins from the same person on the same day. We so appreciate we appreciate you, Derek. No doubt. I Happy enjoyed it. Shout out to you. And of course, our friends over from Hero Bread. These are the greatest people. They have such a great product. I don't know if you guys have looked into this at all, but this bread is something that you've never had before. The taste and texture, it's soft and fluffy. It's delicious. Um, and it's something that is really nutritional as well. You guys... This stuff has high fiber and or ultra low net carbs or zero sugar. So if you're really trying to uh, keep that blood sugar from spiking, even though I, I'm sure it spiked here today while I was sitting here watching this game. This has been incredible. Um, be sure to check out Hero Bread. This is Their stuff is unbelievable. Right now, Hero Bread is offering the DNVR family 10% off their first order. Just go to Hero.co and use our code DNVR to save on Hero Bread today. That's H-E-R-O dot C-O and save 10% and shout out to our friends over at primo hoagies i think this is the perfect time for a primo time to celebrate you get yes. a beer and a primo hoagie i don't think there's mm. anything better than right now broncos won 24 to 9 a nice hot sandwich and a beer come on you can't beat that i know what i'm doing after this a primo hoagie <laughs> i already got the beer <laughs> so don't football isn't uh just an experience it's it's, it's a way of life so yeah. if you want to enjoy that with a great catering tray Check out our friends over at Primo Hoagies. You can check them out at primohoagies.com. They have the greatest hoagies. I mean, they use the highest quality Thurman's meats, cheeses, sliced fresh and ready to order, served on Primo's award-winning seated rolls, baked fresh every day. Go check them out, man. It's Primo Hoagies. Check them out at primohoagies.com. It's Derek, a lot to get through, but I did it. Derek, have you had a Primo Hoagie yet? No, but it, I mean, I'm sold on it now. So <laughs> these are go apparently, try it out. apparently these are like iconic, like, like a Philly cheesesteak from there yeah. is like a legit Philly cheesesteak. 
Um, I feel like I'm about to ask you kind of some bulletin board material, but I'm going to anyways. What would you tell people who are saying, well, Patrick Mahomes, he was sick. He had the flu. He didn't look like himself. What do you want to tell those people? Hey, shut up. <laughs> Just shut up. That, that, it, let us have this this victory. You know what I mean? Like, enjoy the victory and try to keep that – carry that through the bye week. That's a great way to go into a bye week, man, with yep. confidence high. You know what I mean? They got they got their confidence should be so high right now, and they should right. feel so much better as a team that, you know, this could this could be a turning point for them. You know what I mean? They could turn – the season could be turned around right here. You know, it didn't start the way you wanted it, which – I, I, I caution people to to just like jump off the bandwagon right away in the beginning of the season because you got a brand new co- everything is different in that building yep. like everything mm-hmm. it's all different so it's a whole new system you got all these different guys and new new people around it's everything's different so you got to give it time to click you know and for them to be able to beat this Chiefs team you know that's just that's just you know I think that's a great starting point for the for the rest of this uh, the second half of the season where they can try to make a push here. And just yeah. do something. Come out, come out on top, and that 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 way they can roll into next season. Actually, be in a place where uh, free agents will want to come. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the bye week is uh, the best time of the season for things to really turn around. Yeah. Um, and to go into it with a win like this, man, because um, you know after that bye week, your body feels, I think, so much better. You get to really take a oh, yeah. take a rest, take a breather, and then not only that, you get to go back and look at the season and see what we what we didn't execute well, what we did well. How do we build on the things that we did well um, and kind of, you know, move this thing forward for this team right now? I feel really confident about their ability to adjust. You know, the first the first couple games of the season, there was no adjustment, whether it was the first and the second half or from game to game. I feel like this is where they took a big step in adjusting. And uh, you know how it is out there. I think everybody's great in the NFL. But what did you what do you think about their adjustments and how they were able to finally move the ball in the second half and finally put together two good halves of, you know, football instead of just one? Yeah, they were they didn't keep they didn't just stick to what all right, so you can have a plan, right? Mm-hmm. And stick to that plan, but you don't have to fall in love with that plan. Yeah. Right? Don't fall in love with the plan. Be able to change and move around and do something different. And that, and that's what makes a, a, a great team great is that they don't get caught in the, oh, well, this is what our, our identity is, right? We're going to run the football or we're going to throw the football or we're going to, you know, trick them and dick them. No. They, they ground and pounded that football. Yep. They also threw the ball. They had to overcome adversity. There was a couple sacks, you know, and, and things here and there. But, like, they fed off of each other. That's what I loved. The defense put the offense in position to, to score points. The offense held the ball and let, the, let them get a little break. You know, it wasn't just like three and out, three and out, mm-hmm. three and out. It was – when you got a fresh group of guys going out there on the field, and, Todd, you know how this feels. Yep. You get to – when you feel – when you've been just kind of chilling over there, riding the bike for ten minutes, you're like, oh, let's go. I can't yep. wait to get back out. Yeah. But, they, but, you know, sometimes you get off the field, and before I even get a drink of water, it's like, you know, they're punting the ball away. You're like, bro, come on, I just sat down. I just sat down. <laughs> you got Bill Kolar, get get your ass up. Get over there. Get, get in there, Wolfie. Come on. I'm like, oh, geez. You know, so it's it, it's just nice to see a team that's, like, feeding off of each other. You know what I mean? They, and they're not starting to – they're not attacking each other. They're still playing together as a team. Yeah. Uh, leadership, looks, leadership looks phenomenal. Right. You know, it, it, and that's what ha- that's what you have to have. You got a lot of guys on that team that really haven't won any any big games, you know. Yeah. They just haven't like they just they just haven't won big games. So other than you know, your quarterback has won a Super Bowl, obviously, but I'm talking about overall, 
you don't have a lot of guys that have won in this league. And so they have to like get those wins into their belt. And this was a really good starting point. I'm excited to see what, what the future holds. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of leadership, I think, you know, one guy whose name's been tossed out there is somebody who might uh, be someone that they might trade here at the deadline is Cortland Sutton. And the guy uh. has six touchdowns this year. Um, he is by far Russell Wilson's favorite target in the red zone. And his leadership, I think, is something that absolutely cannot be replaced. So when yeah. you're when you're throwing out names as, oh, you know, if the Broncos are sellers, who are they selling? I feel like we need to take Cortland Sutton's name right on out of that conversation. Take it off the list. Let, listen, if there's a guy that you it, – it's Jerry Judy. You have mm-hmm. Mims that is like – that. He's, identi- he's literally like that guy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Mims. Who is that guy? And this is nothing against Jerry Judy. Like I do, I like the guy. Mm-hmm. I think he's a good, a good human. You know, he's a good football player. I just, uh, you know, talking to some guys, some veteran guys around the league, they think that his route running, he does too much stuff. You know, and they made mm-hmm. a good point about, you know, people are like shocked by that he's not having this crazy success in the league. But look at what kind of team he was on in Alabama. Yeah. He had three first round quarterbacks on the roster. <laughs> yeah. He had a future Heisman receiver on the roster. He had Jalen Waddle on the roster. Like, I mean, dude, you got all these all you had like a, a Super Bowl team, all pro football team in college. Like yeah. of course he's gonna be able to get open. Like it's college. They can't cover him. And it's just that it seems that some of his route running is he's doing a little he's like doing too much in the route running. Like there's not enough time for that, you know? Yeah. You know, in Alabama, you got a Alabama, you got a, a first round offensive line all the way across the board, dang near. Yep. So, like, of course, there's going to be time for these quarterbacks, but in the NFL, man, it's not like that. You get two to three seconds, and that's it. And they're coming. So, you know, I just, I think Jerry Judy, you know, as good as as he is and can be, I think that's where the trade needs to happen because because Cortland is, he's just playing lights out, man. He made great play. That catch he made today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, over who was that over? Um, so I can't, Sneed. I can't think of the guy's name. Either. Was it Sneed? Yeah. 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 Like that. That was like that was prime. Uh, Cortland Sutton. Like that's what he was brought here to do. Was that stuff right? And he he's, he looks healthy. He looks confident. He's he's a you know he's a vocal leader. Uh, he leads by example. He's a hard worker. Like that's the kind of guy you want on your team. You know he's he's uh you know. RIP uh, DT, but like that's how DT was, you know. Yeah. DT, you knew he was going to make big plays in big Absolutely. situations, you know. And he didn't talk a lot, but when he did talk, everybody listened. Yeah, I, so sure. that's. I, is is there a chance like it just takes that long to come back from an ACL injury like Cortland had? It does take some time. He's a big. He's fine. a big guy. He's yeah, a big they're guy. utilizing like, him too. Yeah, they're finally utilizing him the way that they should be, right, Derek? Yeah, it, he's a big. He's big. People don't realize how big he is, right? So he's a big guy. So when you got you're dealing with like your tendons and ligaments and stuff, it takes a long time to just develop the the confidence, like the mental confidence, right. to 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 use that explode like to explode off of it and to like because every time you leave your feet, you're thinking you're thinking about landing instead mm-hmm. of like just catching the football. The mm-hmm. yep. And yeah. you see that he's not thinking like that anymore. He's not thinking about that when he comes out of his breaks or when he's driving, uh, driving a go route. Like you, he doesn't, he doesn't look like he's hindered at all. He looks a hundred percent healthy and he looks, I mean, he looks phenomenal. He looks like he's, he's on his way to another pro bowl season. And that touchdown he had last week against the Packers too. Like, I feel like he's yeah. making these crazy, crazy catches that in my head, I'm like, there's no way he's going to come up with this. And then you remember, you're like, 
It's Cortland Sutton. A 50-50 ball is not a 50-50 ball. It's a 90-10 ball, and he's going to come down with it. When you give him the opportunity, I think he has made the most of it the entire season. He's Mm -hmm. been able to put together those type of plays. And uh, last question before we let you go. With where the Broncos are sitting now after this win in Kansas City, you know, there's been all this talk about, you know, Killing this, killing the whole thing, blowing it up, trying to get Caleb <laughs> Williams. Uh, I know right now we have the fourth pick in the next draft. What would your game plan be? Do we sell that pick off and uh, you know try to get more picks? Do we go get Marvin Harrison Jr.? Do we try to get Caleb Williams? What is the Broncos' game plan that you feel like should be moving forward? <sighs> I'm not sold on that kid, man. I'm just not. I, I feel. Listen, I'm not either. So I feel you on that. If he's so good, why are they like barely ranked? Yeah. Huh? Like, why do they he's win at by USC, two bro. Like, he's at, he goes to, yeah, like, he's at USC. I don't know, man. They put all this hype on these kids, and then, yep. like, I'm just not sold on him. Yeah. I'm not. I'm just not sold on him. So, I, you know, I don't think it. I mean, here's the thing. Like, is Russ looked good today. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't do, he had that one little fumble that was, you know, but it's cold out. You know, I get it. You know what I mean? He's got glove on and stuff. Like, the, sometimes the ball jars loose. But, you know, at the end of the day, like, he doesn't look – he looks be- He looks way better than last year. Yes. Yep. Right? He looks way better than last year. He looks like he's comfortable. So, I think we stick it out with Russ for a couple more years. Like, you know, you, already, you might as well let him play out his contract, at least, you know, the meat of it here. Yeah. yeah. All, all you're going to do – all you're going to do is lose money and lose cap space. I, you know, to get rid of him. So I just, I think you draft a guy. If you, with that number four pick, there could be somebody there that you could draft a quarterback and let him develop for a couple. That's the that is the secret sauce. Mm-hmm. Throwing a rookie, throwing a rookie quarterback in there rarely works. Uh, in his first season, never. Even Peyton Manning struggled. Yep. His rookie season, you know, like how many quarterbacks you see just struggle their their first season, you know. But then you got guys like Aaron Rodgers who got to you know kind of sit behind Brett Favre. And develop. So why not? Why not draft a guy with that fourth pick? Let him develop. Like there's got to be somebody. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think, think no, that's the move. No matter what, you need to sit somebody behind Russ for at least a season, right? Mm-hmm. It's so. like the smartest thing that you can do, especially with a guy like Sean Payton in the building. I mean, you have an offensive genius. You might as well let him sit there, take beautiful notes, as mm-hmm. uh, Russ said that Cortland Sutton does this week. But have him take beautiful notes and. Uh, and get up to speed because, I mean, the NFL is not college football. Mm-hmm. Just saying. It's <laughs> Just not. a thought. It's the truth. All right, Derek. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. We have a lot of people in the comments saying that you should join the regular shows. So we'll uh, yeah, we got to have Zach. you on, man. Yeah. Anytime you get a break from your podcast, shout out your podcast real quick. Let everybody know what you've been doing. Yeah, it's the uh, so I got the podcast and a YouTube channel. It's the Wolf Untamed um, podcast on Spotify right now. It's on actually on all platforms, but um, I push it through Spotify mostly. And then yeah. on YouTube, it's also called Wolf Untamed, and it's just like all of uh, you know. I do cool work. I had like Bo Nick Bo Nickel, who's a UFC fighter. I had him come do a workout with me, um, doing stuff, just doing stuff like that, and hunting, and just kind of all the stuff I do in my life is just starting to kind of give people an inside look at what that looks like. So it's been a lot of fun and. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start doing a show here um, with a, a friend of mine, Kevin McNamara. He's a he's a comedian, so we're gonna do a live show once a week, and we're gonna call it Meat and Potato. I'm Meat and <laughs> Potato, and it'll be you know just a segment show talking sports and talking uh, current events and stuff like that. So 
stay awesome. tuned for that. And, and uh, yeah, just check it out, guys. And that's once a week, right? Out. So you can come on here the other four days yeah. of the week. Yeah, with, hey, for the right price, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just exactly. exactly. You can hook me up with some of that, some of that primos, hoagies. Well, we can figure that <laughs> Might be out able to make it happen. I right, sure. also want to give you a hat tip for everything you're doing just with mental health awareness. Um, you know, I follow you yeah. on Instagram and everything and, and really respect what you're doing and saying and really just making it an open conversation for people. So, so thank you for everything that you're doing and, you know, hope to see you around soon. Haven't seen you guys since the, this summer ever at a good old forget me not mm-hmm. in uh, cherry Creek, yeah. not, a, not a sponsor, but always good to see you guys out. Um, tell your wife, we said hello and say, tell the girls we said hi to love you, bro. Will do. Yep. Okay. Love you too, bro. Thanks, Derek. How fun. Derek Wolf on this show for that he's the long. Man. Is he not the man? Yeah, he's the, he's the man, man. That's my guy for sure. I know. His uh, his family is amazing too. Um, see them out quite a bit. And, you know, it's it's really cool when the Broncos bring the alumni back out yeah. to either practice, training camp. Um, you know, when he officially retired last year, the way that they did it up for him, mm-hmm. really classy move by the Broncos. And it was great to see him uh, get a little shine time. Also want to give a little shine time to our friends from Breck Brew. As you guys can see, I went downstairs. I got myself one because <laughs> ask, a, ask Todd, I uh, came stumbling down the stairs and I was like, we got to get a drink. We gotta, <laughs> we're celebrating. It's like, time to we, celebrate. Broncos win. They take down the Chiefs. And you guys know I'm drinking a Breck Brew if that happens. And, and here it is right here in my hand. You guys know that they are the beer for any occasion, especially a Broncos win. There's really no better way to watch any game, whether that is a Broncos game, Nuggets game, Avs game, Rockies. Thank God that season's over. (laughs) We're not watching that anymore. Uh, But they are the beer of choice, and they're really good friends here at the DNVR bar. So they've been doing it for 33 years, and it all comes down to their love and passion for making good beer, and it is great. Um, I think I went with the – I think she got me the Denver Broncos Pale Ale. I think Mm. that's what I'm drinking right now. I told her to give me her favorite – um, and it is fantastic. So make sure that you guys get some. Check out the beer clo- locator, excuse me, at breckbrew.com and find a brew near you. Yeah, speaking of passions, I have a passion um, and it's sneakers. I love good sneakers. Yes. I love finding yes. uh, new sneakers and sneakers that are hard to find. And lately I've been using Soul Savvy. Um, I downloaded the app like a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, we get a great code. You can go check them out at links.soulsavvy.com forward slash DMVR. Or you can download the Drops app. It's a D-R-O-P-S app. Um, so you don't want to miss the biggest sneaker drops. Um, you can download the app. And they have everything on there. I mean, if you're looking for, you know, Travis Scott's Yeezys, there's some Yeezys right mm-hmm. here. Um, if you're looking for just some Jordan 1 lows, whatever you're looking for, it's all on the Savvy app. They have three different levels of membership, basic, mobile plus, and premium. You got to go with the premium. Um, you know, that gives you the most access. Um, it gives you updates when everything is dropping. So go check them out at uh, soulsavvy.com slash dmvr. You know I'm looking for those Jordan 1 lows. Soul Savvy. Soul Savvy. Yeah. I know. Uh, real quick, yeah. Pat Sertan shirt. It's out right now as well. The Pat Sertan shirt is? Yes, too. Dang. We got that thing. So if you guys want to go uh, grab it, we have it in the link. Go get that right now as well. Oh, yes, go grab that. I love that. I just bought the uh, Shador Sanders you know, when he's doing the Shador mm. shirt. And I think I like that Pat one a lot better, actually. The uh, the Shador one fits a little, like, square. Maybe it's because it's a men's shirt. Mm. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't want it to be tight either. But that one fits a little square. Anyways, whatever. Um, we have more guests coming on. Zach Stevens, he will be joining us here, I think, in just a couple minutes. Uh, shout out to RK. He went out. He was on the Bronco, or excuse me, the Buffs pod 
uh, last night. I'm sure you guys might have seen him if you turned tuned into the Buffs game. Uh, at the end of the first half, it is just all RK's head, <laughs> and he is uh, running the camera for uh, the what was that? For Uncle Neely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was awesome. He has great haircut. Like shout out to his barber who his did a barber really is nice my fade. Really? Yeah. Our, bar- our barber's name is Jay. You can check him over at. Well, I can't. I don't know if I should plug him because then I won't be able to get in. You know what I'm saying? He's You're Todd books. Davis. You can get in if you want to. <laughs> there, if you yeah. Want. I've never seen a fade like that. Yeah, he's over at. He's Jay over at Hollywood Barbershop. I mean, he's the greatest barber in town. Um, I think that's how we actually got connected before I got on DMVR. No way. What's he reached bar- out to the barber. The Stop. barber knew. He knew that the barber cut both of us. He was like, hey, put in the good word. And then long story short, that's that's why I'm here. Stop. Okay, so there's the PS2 shirt. There's also the new uh, Be a Good Person line here with DNVR if you guys are looking for some new threads to wear around town. And it looks like we finally have Zach Stevens, everybody's favorite. What's up, Zach? Oh, my goodness. They did it, guys. It's been so long, almost 3,000 days. But what streak? What are we talking about? The Broncos shook off that losing streak to the Chiefs and then had the ultimate troll after the game, right after the Broncos won and beat the Chiefs. They played Taylor Swift's Shake It Off in the stadium, which was just incredible. The perfect icing on top of a cake that the Broncos so desperately needed. Yes, yes, yes. It sounds like Sean Payton postgame, he was really happy with how the Broncos ran the ball. Safe to say they, they couldn't have done it much better than they did. Yeah, 100%. And clearly that was the game plan going in. Sean said we were able to stay with our game plan coming into the game, and that was run the damn ball. And I got to give credit to Sean Payton because he stuck with it. 40 rushing attempts while Russ only threw the ball 19 times. That's been the Broncos' recipe for success since the moment Sean Payton took this job. He said we're going to be a physical running team. Then they went out and they got Ben Powers, a very good blocking guard. They went out and got Mike McGlinchey, a very good uh, run blocking tackle. Not the best at pass pro, but really good at run blocking. (laughs) And then they've got away from that at times throughout this season. And clearly, when they stick with it, this is how what their formula is. It's not to rely on Russell Wilson to win them games. It's to run the ball. They have three good running backs. And boy, did they use Javante Williams like crazy today. Almost 30 rushing attempts for Javante. And he didn't even average four yards per carry, but they stuck with him. And when Javante needed a good run, he absolutely delivered. He's going to be sore. He's going to need this bye week coming up to rest. But the Broncos go for over 150 rushing yards. The formula for beating the Chiefs is exactly what the Denver Broncos did today. It's running the ball. It's having eight-minute drives, freezing Patrick Mahomes on the sideline with freezing cold weather as well and then picking him off we knew it we knew that Patrick Mahomes was going to have uh two to three opportunities for a turnover we didn't know that the Chiefs are going to give the ball up five times which is incredible and the Broncos only turned the ball over once I mean this is how you do it you win the turnover battle it just goes back to the basics especially when you're playing the Chiefs and the Broncos did that and it was really a game that was won on all three sides of the ball it wasn't a perfect game by any means uh but the offense goes out there three for three converting in the red zone that's exactly what you have to have special teams while they did have a blocked field goal 
Uh, maybe the Chiefs jumped. Sean Payton said, I thought the Chiefs were offsides on that one. But then they come up with the massive, maybe the biggest play of the game, uh, coming up with that fumble recovery on the mm-hmm. muffed punt. Uh, and then the defense. Oh, my goodness. Vance Joseph, give him all of the credit in the world, not just for tonight, not just for how the Broncos have played the Chiefs, but give Vance credit all or Vance Joseph all the credit in the world for how he and this defense have responded since one of the most embarrassing defensive performances of all time in the NFL. We've yeah. talked about the 70 points they gave up to Miami. Now this defense is dominant. Not just like better than the worst in the NFL like they were. No, they are dominant. They held the Chiefs to one total touchdown in two games. That is absurd. They held the Chiefs to an average of 14 points per game in their two games going up against them. Uh, that is just unbelievable. We talked about how good the Broncos defense was holding them to 19 points the first time around. No, they hold them to nine, zero touchdowns. And the first time around, we talked about what's the key to beating the Chiefs, holding Patrick Mahomes to no touchdowns. How impossible of a task is that? It's nearly impossible, except the Broncos did it today and came away with the dub, snapping the streak. We're done talking about streaks. We're done talking about the Broncos having 10 straight losses when leading at halftime. That ended last week. We're done with the Broncos having a 16-game losing streak to the Chiefs. This team is now trying to write their own history, maybe a, a new streak streak starts right now they're on a two-game win streak heading into the bye yeah i'm definitely starting to feel like my my hot take isn't so hot anymore like <laughs> no, vance, no, may, no, vance may be around his seat went from hot to warm and now i feel like he's putting his seatbelt on and he's locking himself in uh do you feel like vance is gonna really secure his job with a win like this yeah, Todd, you don't have any hot takes anymore. You got to think of something <laughs> yeah. else because, because absolutely, Vance, I mean, unless the defense somehow drastically goes in the wrong direction and uh, and tanks at the end of this season, he absolutely is on track to become the, or to, to still be the Broncos defensive coordinator next year. And I got to tell you what, these players, Justin Simmons just said on the podium, talking to some other players in the locker room, these players really, really believe in Vance Joseph. And they, they all said, this is what happens when we execute. Vance is calling really good games, and we just haven't been executing. We haven't been communicating. He said that last week. That's what's been wrong with the defense. Uh, and he said that's what was right today was the communication was there. And take a step back. Look at what Vance Joseph just did. I threw out the facts about how well they've done against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs this year. But he's doing it with a backup safety and mm-hmm. P.J. Locke. He's doing it with a young – I don't think he's a backup anymore and, and Jaquan McMillan. What an amazing – interception he had that diving one then he's also been incredible in the run game as well and he's doing it with backups at other places as well and he Vance Joseph is managing this defense uh as well as anyone can and it's going to be really exciting to see I mean if the Broncos defense plays like this they're going to be in every single game the rest of the season because if you beat the Chiefs you can hang with anyone I want to build off of what you just said a little bit with uh Jaquan McMillan and PJ Locke the idea that the youth on this team is really something that the Broncos should be leaning into. You think of Jaleel McLaughlin on the other side of the ball, you know, four carries, 33 yards, over eight yards per carry here today. The youth on this team is something that this Denver Broncos team can be really, really excited about, not only moving on for the rest of the season, but into next year as well. 
Yeah, and then how about Baron Browning, oh Nick Benito, God. Jonathan Cooper, but Baron Browning was a beast today. Oh. He actually gets the start in front of Nick Benito. Nick Benito leads the team in sacks, but yep. Vance Joseph just calling all of the right shots today. Baron Browning has that strip sack on Patrick Mahomes, has two sacks on Mahomes. Zach Allen, one of Vance Joseph's guys, comes up huge. And it's really, Alexis, it's a great blend between the veteran guys on this team and the young guys coming up. Um, we're, we're talking about some young guys having interceptions, Jaquan leading that way. Uh, and then also Justin Simmons picking off Patrick Mahomes for a sixth time to really ice the game. And uh, Travis Kelsey, the Broncos did a great job containing him. Travis Kelsey was racking up catches, but he wasn't going anywhere after. His high, his, his, his long today was 19 yards. You'll take that. And the Broncos kept Patrick Mahomes out of the end zone. Again, that's just something that you rarely see. And this Broncos defense, the one that gave up 70 points to Miami, is a completely different defense. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I know the stadium was rocking when the Broncos were whooping the Chiefs, but I get to say that now. (laughs) So the stadium was rocking. But I want to ask you, how does it feel right now? Can you hear Club Dub? We talked about this being their Super Bowl. They should be partying right now like they just won the Super Bowl. How does it sound? You know, the the excitement and the energy level in the locker room was palpable. You could feel it walking in, and it felt different. And that's one of the things that I said, like when, when they had a bad loss a couple of weeks ago, it just felt the same. Like it didn't mm-hmm. feel any worse because the locker room's just used to that. This yeah. one felt different. There's electricity in the locker room. And one of the things that the players focused on after this game um, that, that Russ said, this one felt really, really good. Uh, Justin said it felt good to win, but for the most part, these guys are looking ahead, and that's impressive because, Todd, this was their Super Bowl. We talked yep. about it. These guys knew how big of a game it was. After you win the Super Bowl, you just go out and start partying. You don't focus on next year yet, <laughs> and the Broncos are actually they're focusing on what's up next. They're trying to keep that momentum rolling through the bye week. They get some time off now. Uh, after this win, I'm sure Vance is going to get – or I'm sorry, Sean's going to give them probably the entire week off or close to, uh, and then it's coming to, to work and going against Buffalo, which they don't play Buffalo – for two weeks, for 15 days, which is pretty wild. So they're going to have to keep this momentum going. Um, And I was just really impressed and kind of shocked at how, yeah, this was a good win, but now we're trying to build something moving forward here and make a run this year. That was the main message coming out of this game. We're in it to make a run this year. And like we talked about coming into this game, the Broncos season now has a heartbeat. There is life. And for the next two weeks at least, we get to talk about the life of this season. Yeah, Zach, you mentioned life for this team. So you have the trade deadline here in two days on Halloween, 2 o'clock. I think Mountain Time is when the deadline is. Um, Sean Payton said in his post game that there really is no approach for them heading into the trade deadline. Do you believe that? Yeah, he's really making the point that – what what trade deadline? I guess that is this week. Yeah, two, two, Tuesday, right? I don't know about that. So he is really, and he really tried to discredit any and all reports that are out there right now that the Broncos have a good offer on the table for Jerry Judy, that the Broncos are looking to trade anyone. He didn't necessarily call out any of those specific reports, but he said, uh, you know, the news cycle, people want to get some headlines out there. He said, I haven't heard of any trades, and if I haven't heard of any trades, then nothing's happening. So I I think there's some truth in that. Like we talked about, I don't think the Broncos are making any big moves. Now, 
Maybe some people say after Jerry Judy's game today, two catches for 50 yards and a touchdown, that that would be a big move. I think a big move is more along the lines of Pat Sertan. That's not happening. Justin Simmons, I don't think that's going to happen now. Um, but maybe we see one move, but th- there's not going to be a fire sale. There's not going to be blowing up this team. Uh, and today's game does impact that because the Broncos, if you can hang with the Chiefs, then you can hang with anyone else. And you look now, Broncos have won two straight games. Broncos now have that signature win against yeah. Kansas City and that they that they can build on. I also, <laughs> I also think the Bills when they come back, they look like a pretty beatable team this year and I don't want to get out of myself and say that the Broncos are about to make a three straight, but I think if they could ride this momentum and this confidence that they're probably feeling, um, I think the Bills are are beatable. I think they are too. Yeah, look yeah, I mean, sorry, Todd. I just look at the Bills. They are a um, what receiver was that on Thursday night who just didn't turn around quick enough at the Hail Mary? Yeah, if yeah, he turns yeah. around quicker and is looking for the ball, the Bills lose that game. And we know just uh, a week ago they lost to the Patriots. Uh, so the Bills are very beatable. And then you look at other games on the schedule. The Browns, the Broncos might be playing a backup quarterback and P.J. Walker there. You look at the Vikings, you hate to see any injuries happen. Kirk Cousins, man, I feel so bad for him. He was playing really well. But the reality is Broncos probably playing a backup quarterback against Minnesota now. So you look and you try to think, oh, well, how can the Broncos beat the Bills? Maybe that's not even a must win now because of these other games that are coming up. And, of course, we, we've got the Chargers tonight. Um, if, if the Chargers lose tonight, which odds aren't in the favor that that's going to happen, and the Raiders lose tomorrow, odds are very much in the Broncos' favor that the Raiders will lose tomorrow. The Broncos will be second in the AFC West. Just think Crazy. about that. Coming into yeah. today, the Broncos had the fourth overall pick in the draft. Now, in 24 hours, we could be talking about them being the second-place team in the AFC West after beating the Kansas City Chiefs. And the Broncos are 1-1 one one against the Chiefs this year. They actually outscored them 32 points to 28 points on the season. So you want to look at it. Broncos better than the Chiefs this year. <laughs> I you know love what? it. I'm going to ride with that for the rest of this, for the, rest of the season. Let's ride. <laughs> no matter what happens, we beat the Chiefs, man. It's like a rivalry game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Michigan beats Ohio State. I don't think anything else matters as long as they nope. get that game. doesn't matter. Exactly. Zach, thank you so much. Before I let you go, any other final takeaways from what you heard in the press conferences? Um, obviously, you guys, you heard from a lot of leaders today. Also, Sean Payton. Anything else that we need to know? from what happened there post-game. Yeah, Justin, Justin on the podium today said he, he wants to be here, um, and he hopes that the team doesn't make any, any changes at the trade deadline. He says, I believe in this group. This is the team. If we just execute and we're starting to gel now, this is the team that we can be. We can compete. We can make a push. Um, and that's just, it's going to be very fascinating because if management feels the opposite, well, we're going to see that by their own actions in the next 48 hours. Sean Payton can say all he wants, but in 48 hours, if they don't make any trades and this is the same team, then we have to believe everything he said, that we believe in this group. Um, but if they come out and they make a couple of trades, including Justin Simmons, well, then and they didn't view this game as as big as all of us did, and it's probably on to next year. So their actions before any other game is played is, are going to tell us a lot now. But it, it was really cool for these guys to have the electricity of finally beating the Chiefs. And Justin Simmons has been on 
since 2016 and yep. finally got to experience what it's like to beat the Chiefs. This is a really, really cool day for a lot of players in that locker room, including yep. and probably most notably Justin Simmons. Yeah, that's true. Thanks so much, Zach. We appreciate you. Get home safe. Have a fun Halloween. And uh, Zach Stevens will be here all week, five days in a row, because there is a bye week next week. No show Sunday, but we'll see one on Friday. Zach, we appreciate you, my guy. Thanks so much. I'll see you guys tomorrow. See you, Zach. Gosh, he's the best. Um, I think that's something that we can just kind of hit on here really quick, is the confidence that this gives this team moving forward. Uh I mean, you know, earlier this week we were talking about Justin Simmons and, you know, do the Broncos do right by him um, by trading him and giving him an opportunity to go win. And then now you hear Justin Simmons in the postgame saying that he wants to stay. He this team. I mean, the kind of confidence that this win gives a guy like Justin Simmons, who's been a part of so many losing seasons and, and just losses to the Chiefs and losses to everyone, really, it seems like. Um, He's got to be feeling really good, and it's nice to hear that somebody like him specifically is is eager to be a part of what's next here. Yeah, I think it feels really good. And when you know we finally put it together, I think from so many different aspects of the game, we felt like this team had talent. Yep. I know the narrative around the NFL was you know they didn't have the guys, they're yep. missing pieces to really put together a good team, and we more so thought it was more about execution mm-hmm. and uh, utilization of their players. Mm-hmm. So. I know he I know he feels the exact same way. So when they're able to put it together, it looks really good. And it looks yeah. like they're building something for the future. So he wants to be part of a winning culture. And if he feels like they have the team to do it, um, his home is here, his family's here. Yeah. Like, let's make it here, man. There's no reason to go anywhere else if, if we can build the winning culture here. Yeah. And if you're feeling really good about this Broncos team, I just saw somebody put in the comments that they have picked up Denver's defense okay. uh, in their fantasy league. That's how confident they're feeling. You can also put your money where your mouth is uh, now in week Ten when they return up against the Bills uh, by heading on over to Bet365. You know, we at DNDR, we have our very own custom bet. So keep an eye out each week for the new bets on Bet365.com. Ride with DNDR. Place your bets using our code DNDR365, uh, excuse me, at sign up. You guys know how it works. You have to be 21 or older and physically located in Colorado. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, Call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. And shout out to our friends over at Backus and Shanker. You know, when you get hurt, hurt, Backus and Shanker is here to help. If you need to call to set up a consultation, you smash the two. Mm. Two, 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 two. And Backus and Shanker is there to help. And the great thing about them is they don't charge you anything unless they win money for your case. And speaking of winning, they won over a billion dollars for their clients. And the way that Chiefs game was looking, Patrick Mahomes was looking all torn up. I thought he needed to call Backus and Shanker because they were definitely, definitely dominating Patrick Mahomes tonight. Uh, they have locations all over Colorado, including neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Inglewood, and Forest Collins. So if you need to call to set up a consultation, again, smash the two. 222-2222. Call our friends over at Bex and Schenker. One of the highlight moments from today's show is Derek Wolf calling them soft hands. His baby hands. His little baby hands. <laughs> um, we would have never said that since uh, November 15th, 2015. We would have never really talked badly about Pat Mahomes. Uh-huh. Uh, but now... We can call his hands soft. They exactly. were tonight. They yeah, were we can tonight. say anything we want right now. We can, I know, I'm feeling At least high. for the next year, we got we got all the clout. <laughs> I love this. Uh, zero touchdowns from Patrick Mahomes today. And mm-hmm. the fact, I mean, that just never happens. I think we all know that that just never happens. But September of wow. 2021, according to Yaya, was the last time that he did not throw a touchdown 
in a game. Um, you hear, if you will, my guy, get all the way back to your computer um, because we want to check in with our super chats yep. and our questions. If anybody has any that they want to throw in, um, I saw some super chats coming in, so I'm assuming I'm not crazy. We'll see here. Oh my gosh, they got lost. Oh my gosh. So sorry if you threw a super chat in when we lost our power. Um, we lost probably, what was that, the first 10 minutes of the show. So we really apologize to each and every one of you. Um, this is crazy. Did I say $240? Wow. I, oh my gosh. Chris Hernandez, thank you so much. Big the streak baller. is over. Credit to VJ and the defense. They played lights out. Outstanding win. What a relief. Symbolic super chat times 10. Chris. That is very generous of you, my guy. We appreciate it. Oh, my gosh. I feel your joy, though, man. It's I real. I feel it. I feel it right now. The streak is officially over. Okay. William Gaines, you are correct. Props to RK for calling this game. Get get that man a shot. Todd, curious. Ooh, okay. Hold on. Before we get to the question, RK was the only guy who picked the Broncos this week. So he gets a game on all of us because he said the other day on Thursday that he was just following his heart. And I wish I would have followed my heart on this one. I felt like the Broncos could get it done. Oh, yeah, right. No, I did. No. Yeah, right. I felt like the Broncos could get like it done. If you felt like that, you would have said that. No, no. You want to know what I'm saying? I got this no. one, y'all here. <laughs> I'm sick of losing. I'm sick of losing to RK. His record is fantastic right now. He is right now. killing it right now. He's, He's killing, killing it. it. And I'm like... If there's this much of me that thinks the Broncos can do it, this much of me feels like they're not going to get it done. Mm -hmm. So let me correct my, hold on, chill for a second. Glad you you're pulling to Zach. Zach <laughs> loves to take both sides of the argument. Like, don't win if they'll win it. No, you got to pick one. I'm sorry. I'm not Zach. I'm not Benjamin <laughs> Albright. I'm not going to say that both things are going to happen. What I, there was this much of me that thought that maybe the Broncos can pull it out. Because, like, how many times can you lose to a city? Like, eventually... Yeah. Your luck runs out. Like the odds are that it has to switch, right? Um, but a, a, truly, RK, he was in the comments earlier saying that he was the only one who believed, and that is absolutely true. Yep. Shout out to RK. Um, Todd, curious from a player's perspective what this team has to do to maintain momentum after the bye week. Go Broncos. You know, they really have to stay focused. I think the bye is important. There's always this saying, like, don't be the guy on the bye, which means don't get yourself in any compromising situations. Yep. We don't want to see you on the news. We don't want to read about you on some uh, blog or uh, social media, TMZ. <laughs> Just stay focused. I think that's the best thing they can do going into this bye week. And start watching film on the Buffalo Bills tomorrow. Like, as much as this is a great game, you got to kind of wash your head of it to be able to execute again next week. So you got to yep. watch film on the Buffalo Bills starting tomorrow to really execute against them in two weeks. Yeah, you might as well take advantage of the extra time you yep. have. Um, Broncos, obviously, they have a Halloween party coming up, which mm -hmm. is always lit. We know it's always lit. But I feel like it's going to be extra lit coming off a big win like this. Everybody's feeling really good. Uh, Ryan McAllister, 499. Thank you, Ryan. Uh, does the rest of the season even matter? We are on top. I am ecstatic right now. Todd, <laughs> you are the greatest. Go Broncos. Thank you, man. I think I'm happy right now with the season. No matter how it shakes out, I feel pretty content with the way things have worked out. I remember when we said that they were going to win 12 games. <laughs> we uh, said 12 and 5, so if they just went on a winning streak right now, Technically, they could do it. They become the Lions of last year. Like, just get on a heater. Yep. I'm feeling good know. about it. I'm feeling good about it. 
Um, let's get back into that super chat. Yeah, yeah. Here we go from Rustin Dirks. Welcome back. We saw you on the pregame show. Todd and Derek back. Love you guys. Love Broncos country. Love Denver. I know. It felt like 2015 here today. Yeah. Felt real nice. Night. I know. It was a good night. Yeah. It really was. Uh, Matt Frazier, Alexis and Todd joined the pod this year and the streak ends. Coincidence? I think not. Not at Let's all. Let's go Broncos. I don't think it's a coincidence at all. Um, I will say, I mean, I definitely think Todd has more to do with this than anyone. I feel like you've been giving some some great insight throughout the year, like we talked about earlier, and I think the Broncos are listening. They're tuned in. They're tuned in. They might be. I haven't gotten any text from Patrick Smythe, so I had to say anything crazy. No. But I still think they're listening. I think they're listening, and I think there's, I mean, VJ respects you. I wouldn't be shocked if he tuned into the pod and, like, scrubs <laughs> when you were talking just to see what you had to say. I mean, I'm surprised you're not on a coaching staff somewhere. Hey, you never know, you know. You never know what's in your future. Uh, VJ's my guy, so you never know. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Maybe when he's a head coach next year. <laughs> All the fans were like, Alexis, don't get ahead of yourself. I'm like, I'm feeling good about VJ today. And let's see if Matt Frazier. Okay, that's Matt. We already read his. Uh, Steve, this feels good. More of this after the bye week. Dude, like I said, I mean, yeah. the Bills are a beatable team. I'm feeling good about it. You think they beat the Bills? Oh, this is tough. I feel oh. like I feel really good about this. And I just feel like. I need to see one more because I feel like our recipe to winning is what's the five turnovers today. And I don't know if we can get five turnovers every time we play, but I do feel good about the dominance that this team had as a whole. Mm. I feel like how we won this game today, yes, turnovers, but running the ball. We definitely And that three-headed monster is not going ball. anywhere. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Love it. Okay, Tanner, uh, I think Jerry still might get traded. Unlock Mims. I'm with you. I, think, I don't think Jerry's on this team come Wednesday. Dang, that's tough. Because he shows that he is a, a, a good player when you utilize him. Um, and if we're building for the future and we don't have a lot of capital, we don't have a, maybe a top five pick if we do go on the streak, we need him as part of the wide, receiving, wide receiver core and we maybe go out and get a, a veteran wide receiver to add to the mix. Yep. Um, so I don't, I don't know about trading him at this point. But, you know, I don't know. But that does unlock Marvin Mims and allows him to get more playing time. Yeah, I think uh, Jerry increased his trade value, mm -hmm. and he did that really over the last two weeks. I know, you know, he was, it was what four for four last week against the Packers. Mm -hmm. Had a really nice game here today. Beautiful touchdown. Um, which I'm not. Do you think that ball was bobbled a little? I don't want to take anything away from anyone. It it didn't seem. I thought it was coming back to be honest. Yeah, he bobbled it initially, but I think he got control got of it control. and got two feet down. Yeah, that's what the ref said. So I'll yeah. go with them. Um, Gerardo E. Um, I used to pray for times like these. My guy. Yeah. So did we. So have we. Like, I mean, I can't. I throughout obviously my entire time with the Broncos, I didn't ever see them win against the Chiefs. That sucked. So every time like this game would come up, it's like, all right, we're talking about the streak mm -hmm. still. That was back in 2019, and they'd already lost what nine, ten at that point, like eight. I can't do math, girl yeah. math here. You know what I'm trying to say. So, yeah, this one feels really good. Uh, Dustin Pauls, 12-5 and five until proven otherwise. Cheers, y'all. I love that, given the fact that that's what we said at the beginning of the year. and um, It's still possible. It's still possible. They, haven't had, they don't have five losses. Yeah. Man, so it's definitely Sunday. possible. Um, return to Baron Browning has made the difference. This wasn't a super chat, but, man, I agree with you. Um, is Baron Browning the next Von Miller? 
I don't know. I don't know. Von says a dominant player, <laughs> Super Bowl 50 MVP, all he did uh, throughout his time here. That's very, very uh, big shoes to fill. But yeah. I will say that he flashes on film similar to Von, the way he's able to bend the corner, the way he's able to affect the quarterback. If you watch any film from last year and his time when he was healthy, I mean, he's, this is what, his second game back? Yep. I mean, he's just getting started. I think he's really, really a good player. Um, and the more he gets healthy, the more he feels dominant. He'll play, keep playing good. So Dude, that hip drop. Yeah, he I mean, got it. He's got it. Yeah, I know. It's been really fun to watch him come back. And like I said earlier, just some of the names that we've seen really step up over the past few weeks. It gives you a lot of hope for the future of this team. Um, Todd, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, we got to win, baby. The streak is over. I'm happy. I get to drink for two weeks with pure joy. <laughs> And, um, yeah, let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. All right, guys, thank you all so much for joining us in the Winner's Lounge here today. This one felt really, really good. Broncos get a big dub, 24-9 to over the Kansas City Chiefs. Celebrate over the next two weeks as, uh, as it, you have your own Winner's Lounge there at home. So we will see you guys tomorrow. Zach will be back here in studio with the regular crew. Um, until then, have a very safe and happy holiday with, uh, with the kiddos, hopefully out there trick-or-treating. And uh, we will see you all here tomorrow.